0: And we declare today that we will never stop. Even though this is the last day of 21 days of prayer and fasting, it is really only the beginning of a deeper relationship with you, Father. Deep calls unto deep, Father. So you've called us to go deeper in you, Father. So we expect more from you as a result of it. We expect to see more healings. More signs, more miracles, more wonders following and confirming your word, Father. We pray that this is the beginning of a new culture here at Linked Up Church where prayer becomes the priority, Father, above all else that we desire communication and connection with you. And so as we conclude today, Father, we invite your presence in. You're already here because you came with us. To heal, deliver, set free, make whole. Move up and down every aisle and in and out of every row. Holy Spirit, reprove, rebuke, announce, reveal. Show us things to come. Teach us more about your word today. And as always, we're gonna give you all the glory for every good thing that comes out of this service in Jesus' name. And everyone that agrees with that prayer, can I hear a resounding amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Come on, let's give our victorious God, let's give Him a great praise in this place today. God, you are good, you are great, and you are greatly to be praised. Well, I'm excited this morning, so glad to be in the house of God. I want you to love on someone today, anyone that's around you. If you don't know them, introduce yourself to them, and then you can be seated. Excellent job, music department, creative arts, worship arts ministry, excellent job today. Just lit my candle this morning. Praise God. Well, today is day 21. Man, How many of y'all fulfilled all of your commitments that you set before God? Praise God. Look around the room. I would love, well, I, I, I would love to, to, to announce to you all right now that we set a goal to reach uh, for 500 people to come out to uh, Saturday morning prayer. Uh, and, you know, I've been in church for 30 years, uh, full-time ministry for 25, and I can tell you Saturday is a day that that could be a real challenge. But for the entire 21 days of prayer and fasting, we had over 500 people come out for Saturday morning prayer. Come on, Up Church, you all can do it. That is such an awesome commitment. You're starting to see the building more full for pre-service prayer. So people are prioritizing. Man, you're not going to get miracle signs and wonders, and we're not even available for prayer. (laughs) It's never going to do more for us than our willingness to pray. You're seeing that here at Linked Up Church. And so today we're going to conclude uh, the series uh, entitled Prayer Culture. I want to welcome our online viewing audiences. There are, t- audience, there are two ways that you can follow along in the YouVersion Bible app. But you can also fo- follow along in the Linked Up Church app uh, if you have that. Just go ahead. All of the notes and the outlines are right uh, there. And so uh, we've defined culture as being the behaviors and beliefs Characteristic of a particular uh, social, ethnic, or age group. It is the sum total of ways of living built up by a group of human beings and then transmitted from one generation to the next. And so, what God has challenged us to do is to create a culture around linked up church where prayer is valued and prayer is prioritized. And if we do this the right way, we can leave a legacy for the next generation right, which would be those kids that are over there in the plug right now and linked up kids, but even more importantly, our own children as well. Parents who pray have children who pray, right, and even if they're not praying right now, how many know it's your prayers that have caused them to circle right back around? I said even if they're not praying right now, how many of you know it's your prayers that have caused those kids to circle back around? When they're old, they won't depart from it. They'll come back to it. Now let's look at our introduction very quickly. Let's read Acts chapter 2, verses 41 through uh, 47. It is our foundation text, uh, and I just want to read it, then we'll go to points 5 and 6 and pick up and conclude on today. It says, Then those who gladly received his word, they got saved, they were baptized, water baptized, you'll find it. Uh, water baptism always followed that. You'll see three things with the early church that just kind of ran together. People got saved, they got water baptized, and they got filled with the Holy Spirit. We're adding water baptism to this service from here on out. We uh, used to do it only at the 11 o'clock service, but now that we have more time in between services, we want to make sure that both services get the same experience. It says, in that day there were about 3,000 souls added to them. And they continue steadfastly. That word steadfastly means earnestly. They persevere. I like this word here. They were devoted to the apostles' doctrine. So when they heard the word, they devoted themselves to understanding it. What kind of church would we be? How I many know you're not growing today? You're hearing today. You start growing when you devote yourself to it and study it for yourself. 2 Timothy 3.16 says to study to show yourself. Don't study for me. Don't study for other people. Don't study to teach. Study to show yourself. Watch this. Don't try to please people. Approved unto God. At the end of the day, you want to learn how to live for an audience of one. And how many of know if God approves you, what does it matter what everybody else is saying? If God is on your side, don't be concerned about what man may try to do to you, okay? So they were devoted to this. They were devoted to the doctrine, to fellowship. We call that connect groups here, breaking of bread, and in prayer. So they had a devotion to their prayer life, which is the part that we're emphasizing. Then fear came. The fear and the reverence and the awe came. After the devotion to the word, fellowship, breaking of bread and prayers, we actually want the miracle signs and wonders without the devotion. right Notice that the miracle signs and wonders follow the devotion. Then fear came upon every soul. Then many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. Now, all who believed were together, and they had all things common. There was a contagious generosity about this group. They sold their possessions and goods, and they divided them to all as anyone had need. They were interested in equality, not big eyes and little U's. They were interested in everyone's needs being met. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house. So they had a Saturday, or what we would call a Sunday worship, but it did not stop on Sunday. It's a tragedy if the only time we see each other is on Sunday morning. This was a community of believers who did life together, not just on Sunday morning, but all throughout the week. And we've created our small groups or connect groups here to help us live out this truth. It says, so they continued. They ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor, which is divine influence, benefits, gifts, grace, joy, liberality with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who are being saved. Today in our current model the only day people get saved on is Sunday. How many of you know that's too slow for God? I say how many of you know that's too slow for God? Only way for people to get saved daily is the believers have to work daily. Not the pastor. How many of you know right now the pastor in this model is doing all the work. He won't last long. You know, read the average life expectancy, how long pastors live. They die a lot younger than the years that they preach to the people. I'm not going nowhere until I'm 120. Watch this, which means I'm letting you all help me. I'm not getting ready to go out here and try to do everything by myself. I'm allowing the help will you help me I said will you help me <laughs> will you help me glory to God can I count on you to help me alright we can get them saved daily if we work daily alright what are we talking about six reasons the church needs corporate prayer we talked about urgency there's a time when God will, have, will place an urgency on the church because there's something he wants to do and when that leader calls for prayer I mean, you know, we need to all rally behind that Right? We talked about there needs to be a focus to it, right? If you see our corporate prayer shifting. It's not about our list, it's about his list. Right? So so we we advance our kingdom in our closets, our personal prayer life. We advance his kingdom corporately, all right, so it needs to be focused. We talked about a challenge. It should at times provide some degree of challenge, right? We talked about uh, one voice. We need to all be on one accord, so when the leadership gives direction, you can't be the one sitting out there saying, I don't know if that's what we're supposed to do, right? That'll mess up the one accord, one voice principle then invoking his presence. Let's pick up with that today, okay? Let's talk about invoking his presence. Won't take me long to do what I need to do today because our atmosphere is shifting. Matter of fact, it has shifted. Saturday will look like that all the time. I'm I'm speaking by faith. Pre-service prayer will look just like this. CNN will have to come to see, man, that building is full for prayer. Yes. What kind of church is this? One that prioritizes prayer. I promise you, God can do more in your life through your prayer life than I can do preaching to you. All right, now let's talk about invoking his presence. In 2 Chronicles chapters 6 and 7, and I would encourage you to read both chapters on your own. It's a really wonderful story. We know David, it was in David's heart to build a temple or a house for God. But God came in and told David that David could not build that house. And the reason David could not build that house was because he had too much blood on his hands. So David's assignment then was to prepare all the materials, right, and get all of the builders and collect all of the materials necessary for his son Solomon to build a temple. So even though David prepared everything, it was not his assignment to actually build it. There are times when God will call us to prepare something for the next generation. And we have to be okay with that. Sometimes pastors hang around too long and they overstay their welcome. And they don't know when the season has lifted and the grace has lifted for them to move into the next phase of their ministry and transition that. He gets caught up in, well, this was my hard work and my prayers, and and we worked hard to get here. You wouldn't have gotten none of it if God's grace wasn't on your life to get it done, and you didn't do any of it. God was doing it through you. So if God says it's not for you, let it go and let the next generation come in and take it to the next level. We have to be okay with that. All right, everybody clear? This was his assignment. Now let's pick up here and let's do some things. Let's, let's understand some things here. So in this dedication of the temple that is now built, we're going to see God's glory indwell his temple, so much so that the people just began to fall to the ground and worship uh, no one went inside. And it was a result of a dedication prayer where he invited God to come and dwell, similar to the song that we sang today, which was so fitting to this text here. Go with me to chapter 6. Let's read verses 40 and 41. 2 Chronicles 6 40 and 41 says, Now, my God, I pray, let your eyes be open and let your ears be attentive to the prayers made in this place. Now therefore, rise, O Lord God, to your resting place, you in the ark of your strength. Let your priest, O Lord God, be clothed with salvation, and let your saints rejoice in goodness. Go over to chapter seven, and let's read verses one and two. So when Solomon had finished praying, fire came down from heaven, and consumed the burnt offerings and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. And the priest could not enter the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. Now, how many of y'all know God rested in the Ark of the Covenant in the Old Testament? How many of y'all know we are in the New Covenant today? So God does not dwell in temples made with hands. God dwells inside of us. So let me be clear. What should naturally happen is when we come into this room, we bring his presence with us. We don't come here to get God. We bring God with us. I need a better... That is critical to the level that he manifests himself. It's, It's an awareness that he's with me. All right? So this is, so we're really talking about his manifested presence. How many of y'all want to see more of God's manifested presence in here? I always hear people say, I could feel and I could sense the presence of God. The power of God was strong in that place today. This is my position, folks. The power, you can get goosebumps on a good song. The power wasn't manifest if your life didn't change. You can run, spit, slop. You can do all that and talk about how strong it was in here. But if you go back and live your same old life, that wasn't God's manifested presence. You come in contact with God's manifested presence, you will change. Come on, I'm preaching better than anybody. So you you will change. You come in contact with God's presence. So we're talking about his manifested presence that we want to live in this place. Listen very carefully. When we leave, this is just a building. As soon as we walk out, he's not here anymore. So nothing special about this building. What's special is what's on the inside of you and your greater awareness of that presence. So that is what we're talking about here. Solomon invoked the presence of God into the temple. So we need to look at ways to encourage that presence of God in our midst more. He only comes by invitation. How I many you know he's the gentleman? He's not just going to barge in there. He'll sit there if you all don't want me. Go ahead and sing your songs, do your dance. Got to invite him in. I'll show you this in a moment. One of the greatest ways of inviting men is through praise and worship. That's why we just came out of praise and worship culture. Now don't get offended, but it's an indication he might not be there. When that's I don't prioritize that. That's not important to me. Because his presence hears things that invoke response. See, it's a natural thing. How many of y'all love Jesus? See, look, look at that. I didn't ask you to put your hand up. I didn't ask you that. What's in you responded to that? How many of y'all believe he's a healer? I didn't ask for that. What, what in you, what's in you responded to that? How many of y'all know he's good? Look at that. I didn't ask for that. How many of y'all know he's good all the time? How many of you know he's already provided everything that you'll ever need? You, you, you see, all I'm doing is saying words, and what's in you is responding to that. So now, put those corporate prayer points up on the screen. I want you all to just stretch your hands towards either screen on either side. And let's pray for these things right now. Okay? I want you all to get in agreement with me, okay? Corporate prayer points. Say, Father God, God, let your eyes eyes be open open, and your ears ears attentive attentive to to the prayers made in this place. Father God, we pray that people will always receive salvation in this place. Father God, we pray that your saints will always rejoice in your goodness. Father God, may your glory always fill our temples in Jesus' name. Go ahead and thank God for that right now. Come on, go ahead and open up your mouth and thank God for that. Come on, I said open up your mouths and thank God for that. Your glory always fills this temple. Your eyes are open and your ears are attentive to the prayers that are made in this place. Your saints always rejoice in your goodness. Your glory fills this temple. hallelujah 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. there are two keys to this first key is he must be invited in turn to psalm 23 and let's look at stanza three in the passion translation he must be invited in psalm 23 stanza three says yet i know that you are most holy it's indisputable You are God enthroned, surrounded with songs, living among the shouts of praise of your princely people. King James Version says he inhabits the praises of his people. Why do we praise God? Why do we worship God? Because we do that to invite his presence to come in and fill this temple. If you want more of his glory, if you want more of his presence, then enter more into praise and enter more into worship. If you want to see more change in your life, then add that to your church experience. Because one of those points was his saints always rejoice in his goodness. So when I don't rejoice, maybe it's because I don't believe he's good. Let me show you it's a natural response, right? Has God been good to anybody in this building? It's a a natural rejoicing that comes from that. Natural rejoicing, right? So we've got to invite him in. How do we invite him in? By entering in. You didn't catch that. How do we invite him in? By entering in. I'm commanding you by the authority of this position to stop coming here and staring at the music department. You're not going to get much out of this service if you don't put much into this service. Oh, man. I'm telling you, this is. All right. You all still with me? I wish I could sing. I'd sing something right there. When we walk into the room, don't push me out there. Don't put sickness has to buy. Stop it. See, they're getting ready to make me embarrass myself up here. Right? No, I come from let the singers sing and the ministers minister if the minister can't sing don't sing call the singers up to do that but watch this though in my own private life I give it up man and it it sounds good to God man I mean God is like my son bringing it right now I just don't go out in public with that because my father will always encourage me. How I many you know your father will always encourage? All right, so he must be invited in. I feel like we're making Satan upset again. Come on, can we just take 10 seconds to rejoice in the goodness of our God? Hallelujah, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So he must be invited in. Watch this. Second point here, priorities must be in order. I'm going to show you something here. Priorities must be in order. Go with me to Matthew 21, and let's read verses 12 through 17, New King James Version, okay? Priorities must be in order. Jesus is getting ready now. He just had his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. First thing he does is he goes into the temple. What is he going into the temple to do? To set the order for the priorities that should be in his house. Notice what he does here beginning at verse 12. Then Jesus went into the temple of God and drove out all those who brought in and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. Church is not a place to hand out your business cards. Church is not a place where you see all of these people and the first thing you think about is how they can help you build your business. Do not ever pass out a business card at Linked Up Church. Don't try to promote your business at Linked Up Church. This church can't be bought. Don't come up to me and tell me if I get involved in this, it can buy the land, it can do this because I don't have a price tag. I will not ever sell this place for that purpose. Hello. We don't come here to do business. We come here to take care of his business. I need a better amen than that in God's house. He's upset about that. And he said to them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of dancing. A house of what? First thing came out of his mouth. He said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. We are not honoring his house when we don't make a priority of prayer in it. first thing comes out of his mouth, my house shall be called a house of what? Prayer. Watch this. There's some other things happening in his house. But you have made it a den of thieves. Watch this. Then the blind. See, when the priorities are set, then the blind and the lame came into the temple and what happened to them? So healing should be in his house. I mean, you're not going to get a lot of healing if there's not a lot of prayer. But when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things which he did, watch this now, and the children crying out in the temple saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant. Why would you be upset with our little ones praising God? One of the greatest things that blesses me is when the plug comes in here and ministers. And guess what? Now we're getting ready to let linked up kids come and do the same thing. Sometimes it's a little bit more pure because they haven't gotten into all the stuff that we've gotten into. And it's out of the mouth of babes and sucklings that he ordains strength. They should have a platform in church to worship God and he said to him did you hear what they are saying and Jesus said to them yes have you never read out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants you have perfected praise then he left them and went out of the city to Bethany and Lodge there. It's almost, if you could see the scene, have you never seen and you've never read in the Word which they should have? And then he just walked off away from I challenge us, though, we should never let their praise be more pure than ours as the adults. All right? So three things he said here. Put those three things up. If we'll prioritize these three areas, this should be a house of prayer come back see what happens when you pray house of prayer house of healing house of praise and worship i of y'all getting ready to stop spectating and start participating Go ahead and practice again for about 10 seconds. Right there in your seat. Don't sit there like a bump on the log now. Say something. Say Jesus. Jesus. Do something. Say Jesus. All right, watch this. Sit down. Anybody can do that. Now lift your hands and worship him for a moment. that's that's what separates go ahead right where you at lift your hands and just worship it that's where the separation takes place don't ignore that if I can't do that because there's nothing there that leads me to go ahead worship it use words use words good excellent awesome now thank you. So there's no better place to regularly experience the manifest presence of God than in a worship service. Would you all agree with that? right. and so if you see what he's doing he's setting the tone for this house. So cause I'm not interested in entertainment. I think churches have gotten you know really can really get distracted and become more interested in entertaining people than growing people up. I'd rather have a church of 100 people that love God and sincere than 5,000 people putting on a show. It's not about what you wore to church. It's not about your outfit. It's not about who might see you and who I'm single and you never know who. You don't come for those reasons. Come in here to take care of his business. Now, those things might follow the right priorities, but they can't be the priority. Let's close with agreement for today. The last element of powerful corporate prayer is praying in agreement. Agreement is different than focus. This is where everyone knows and agrees with what they are asking from God. Now, go to Matthew 18, verses 18 through 20, the Passion Translation. All right? And so... uh, Course in, in apologetics, and anytime you go to Bible school, one of the things you learn about studying scripture is that context is king. And so, in other words, you can't properly interpret. When you're talking about interpretation of the scripture, then context is what sets the foundation for interpretation. Because if you don't understand that, you can make the Bible say whatever you want it to say by just taking little scriptures from all different places and form and doctrine from it. Don't ever be fooled by that because that's how things are taken out of context. All right, so all I want to explain to you about Matthew chapter 18, the context of that, I want to take a moment to just grow us up as a group of believers. Context of that is that two individuals have an issue with each other, and they're brothers or sisters or brother and sister in Christ, right? And so the Scripture is encouraging them that if you have aught with your brother, then go and tell him, his fault between he and thee alone. See, what we do is go tell everybody else what happened between the two of us. Then folks start taking on other people's hearts had nothing to do with it. And then make decisions about other people based off of what somebody else told them. It should already be a red flag to you when somebody is talking to you about somebody else. The same people that talk to you about somebody else are the same people who are talking to somebody else about you. And you ought to learn how this. If you come to me with that, this is what I'm getting ready to do. That has nothing to do with me and you. You need to go back and talk to that person because your issue is with that person. Then he goes on to f- further say that's maturity. That's where we make a lot of mistakes in the body of Christ. There are people who are not members here today because of something someone else told them. That they never verified for themselves. I would have said, "Well, hold on, let's me and you go talk to him about that." And let's all three of us because the next part of this verse says, and if he doesn't hear you, right? Right? If he does, you gained him a warning, but if he doesn't hear you, then go take two or three other witnesses. All right? And so now let's all talk about this together. This is scriptural spiritual maturity. All the rest of it is gossip and it divides and separates. then the scripture said if they don't hear that then bring it to the church you see what levels you gotta go to before you just I just watch people they just go they just leave over gossip he did that to you he did that I'm not ever going back there again listen there are always two sides to every story then if you'll be smart, you'll look at the fruit that their life is producing. And it'll help you understand misery loves company. Stop letting people drag you down. It's called crabs in a barrel. Hang around people who lift you up. You cannot hang around me if you're a gossip. You're going to find real quick my ears are not open to that. Everybody still with me? Giving you context. Then the scripture says bring them before the church. Then if the church won't hear them or they won't hear the church, (laughs) consider them a public and a heathen. Public and a heathen. I didn't get one amen on that. Let me tell you, thing happening in here right now? What? Come and tell me my wife did something. You actually just said that to her. Let me tell you what I'm getting ready to do. Come here, babe. This is what they just said you did. Now, I'm going to let you address that because that's between the two of you. That don't have anything. I'm going to remove myself from it. Amen. Amen. Yeah. It's probably why people don't bring that stuff to me. <laughs> <laughs> right? I have a commitment to her to remain faithful to me. You come at me the wrong way, I'm going to call you out. Yeah. Whore of Babylon, whore of Babylon. We have phones now. I will take your picture right on the spot. Post it up there on these screens and then tell everybody in this church if you see this woman right here, watch out for her. Come on, I need a little better amen in this place today. Linked up church, can we grow up? Linked up church, can we grow up? first thing I would ask people who are telling me something about somebody else is this question have you talked to them about that yet and if they say no I don't want to that should tell you everything you need to know I'm y'all glad you came to church today A lot of marriages are in trouble over stuff other people say. I wish you would. I heard. Get your, man, go on somewhere with it. What what grade are you in? I heard. What grade are you in? Did you hear? No. What grade are you in? Too old for that. I spent too much time on that why did you all pull me pull all of that out of me today? was that something the Holy Spirit wanted to get in this church today I spent way too much time on that right so now context now let's read verses 18 through 20 Pastor translation says receive this truth whatever you forbid on earth now I'm gonna teach you principle here whatever you forbid on earth will be considered to be forbidden in heaven. The word whatever here lets us know that now we can use this principle in other areas. Is everybody clear? The highest good is between that one-on-one relationship that's having friction. But the whatever gives us a principle that we can apply in other areas. Everybody clear? All right, let's keep reading. So now, then whatever is forbidden in heaven, Whatever you release on earth will be considered to be released in heaven. Again, I give you an eternal truth. Two of you agree to ask God for something. See, that gives us principle. In a symphony of prayer, my heavenly Father will do it for you. For wherever two or three come together in honor of my name, I am right there with them. You all see that? Alright? So wherever two or three come together in honor of my name, what he's given us is authority through prayer to be in agreement about something and he's saying if you release it on earth, I will release it in heaven. Alright? So Linked up Church has a goal for 2020. Put that next prayer point uh, screen up on the, uh, put that up on the screen for me. We're getting ready to all come into agreement, right? For this right here. Last year we helped people take 3,000 growth steps. We're stretching our faith this year. 2020 where'd it go? Did it show back up? Boy you see what prayer do in this place. You see what prayer do? They didn't even push no buttons back there. That was my finger. They put that up there. 2020 linked up church. Listen get in faith now. Get in agreement. That's a lofty goal. But we will help assist people with 4,000 growth steps. Stretch your hands towards that screen. Get in agreement with me right now. Father, you have given Linked Up Church a vision to connect people to God, family, purpose, and community. You will help us today, along with the help of the people, to assist individuals with 4,000 growth steps throughout the year 2020 in Jesus' name. If you are in agreement with that prayer today, let's lift up a thanksgiving of praise to God that it is so. (laughs) Father, we thank you in advance for it. We give you the glory and the honor for it. We say that it is done in Jesus' name. Amen, and so be it. Amen and so be it. All right? So now here's the challenge as I'm closing. Now here's the challenge that churches, leaders have with churches. When when we put that up there, you can't sit out there and say that's, that's too many people. You can't do that. When we say we're getting ready to go for that land, don't put your mouth on that. Be in agreement with us. When we say we're getting ready to add a third service, line up. And watch this. When all the agreement comes, it's nothing that he will withhold from us. Sometimes it's not the vision of the leadership, it's the lack of agreement where the people are concerned. Everybody clear? We'll get there faster if you stop judging everything. It's hard to be a judge and a believer at the same time. Choose to believe. Did you all get anything out of this prayer culture series? Let's all stand to our feet. Praise God. Now, 21 days of prayer and fasting ends today. But guess what? It only begins in terms of the culture of this church. What time is Saturday morning prayer? 8.45. Always get there early, right? Treat God better than you treat your jobs. It's just a principle, okay? Pre-service prayer for this service starts at one time. 7.30. be here by 8:15 8:20 in your seat ready to go 8:25 how many of y'all p- participated wholeheartedly in this 21 days of prayer and fasting just lift your hands i want to pray a special prayer of blessing keep your hands lifted up right now i want to pray a special prayer of blessing over your life right now because you're helping to advance the kingdom of god by your commitment and so father i pray for every person today the authority of the office that you've placed me in I can invoke a blessing upon their lives. And so, Father, I'm asking you by the power of the Holy Spirit for every person who wholeheartedly participated in 21 days of prayer and fasting, Father, I release a special blessing on their lives. And may their greatest need that they have be supernaturally met in Jesus' name. Would you go ahead and receive that right now? Just go ahead and receive it. Go ahead and receive it and thank God for that. There's an authority that God gives a leader if you'll respect it. Don't respect the person. Respect the office that the person stands in. There's an authority. He can release something on you, right, if you actually receive it in the spirit in which it was delivered, okay? Now, let's all lift our hands before the Father. Uh, We just...